just for the record, I only mm-hmm. married Nubia for the papers. That's, that's the only hey, thing I married her awesome. for. <laughs> mm-hmm. I totally did. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, left like 15 years ago. I know, but I'm 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 a homebody. Once I get comfortable, I just don't like moving. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like when you got an old couch and you got that cushion that's. It's got the human grooves. Is that, does that make you an anchor husband? Is that what that is? <laughs> I am totally the anchor husband. The Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international stuff. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed. Produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. I am Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. I'm your wonderful co-host. Joining with me today, of course, the wonderful Bridget McDowell. But we have a special guest, uh, a former, well, he's, he's, he's part of my dad's, soccer dad's text group. But overall, great friend to the podcast, great friend of our own, amazing human being. Corey Shrepo is, uh, wait, two-time Peabody award-winning Motherfucking Corey Shepel's in the house. Yeah, Corey, how you doing? I'm great. I'm great. It's funny in Massachusetts they call them Peabody Awards, uh, Peabody. which is really Peabody. <laughs> Peabody. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here's the funny thing: I'm on a soccer dad's uh, text thread, but you don't have to be a dad to tell dad jokes. And I like being the cool uncle on the thread. That's the goal. You Your are. responsibility. According to my great. kids, you're the you're the best uncle, and my brother is pissed. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Step up your game. <laughs> That's why I told him. I mean, Issa needs a new car. Come on now. <laughs> Not that cool of an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> cool it up. Cool it up. He just, cool it up. He just said to pay for the Peabody. That's right. Awards, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Was How was that? Yeah. Like, did they mail them to you? Yeah. So it's like, um, I, I regretted that there was like a form when we first won. They were like, hey, if you want, you can get like the like the paper award or you can get the um the uh the actual statue and i remember at the time this was like five years ago i was like oh man that's just i'm not i'm not willing to pay for that and then you know now i'm just sitting there going man that's kind of a big achievement and i really should look at that and then i found the website and they're like yeah if you want one you could just find the info that's on our website and on the form and then just fill it out and then it was like 12 weeks later the thing just showed up so i ordered it last fall and i forgot about it and then both of them showed up the same day and i was like oh man that's dope nice thank you capitalism where you can just literally look up all your awards and just get a just just get the gratification of a reprint of of your trophy that's right yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i can't wait till i log into mine and then i'm like oh yeah i don't have anything so paper it is. You could just order another 404 information yeah. not found. <laughs> yeah. Information not found. That's what I want <laughs> on my plaque. Information not found. Uh well it was um this this crazy, crazy soccer weekend. Um because A, um, it's as we call it, play the kids he, uh, here at the MLS. Um international break. Um 
Corey was so 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 famous to be able to get his question answered on extra time. Uh, but it is a question that that a lot of people had is like, what do you do when you have so many missing internationals? It's it's a it's a great problem to have if you're managing the league, like if you own the league, right? It's like, hey, look, we got all these internationals. We're popular. But if you have teams that don't have a good depth or don't have any answers, it just becomes one of those um, shit shows that you really don't want to go anywhere else but anywhere. And so uh, that was one of the things that we were not hoping for. And um, for Minnesota United, um, it was one of those where we were missing not only uh, Reynoso, who apparently looks like he may not be back at all. Um, so I want to call dibs on his house that he was renting out because I'm sure that's where the hell the asado. You want to move to like sure you want to move to Wayzata or something? Yeah, I don't. I don't care, but I want the asado because I heard he had like asado built in. You know. Uh. Like, and I'll take the asado thing because I just want that thing so I can have it in my backyard and we can just. You know what? You know what it'll be away. like. It'll be like in that, uh, in in like Muppet Christmas Carol, where all of the Muppets, after Scrooge dies, they go to his house and they start taking all of his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if if Scrooge if Scrooge had an asado, oh god, <laughs> he'd be burning like people's contracts in him that he doesn't want yeah. to pay or like yeah. 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 Enjoy this meat that I smoked with the paperwork. Right. Burning, burning contract, <laughs> burning contracts is not that dissimilar to what Reynoso right. is doing right now either. So. That's right. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, I'm burning money here. Let's throw a couple hundred dollar bills into the asado. There, there must be a stash of mate leaves in there too. Yeah, I'm sure that's not all he's smoking, but yeah. Right. Um, but regardless, Minnesota United was able to to play. With but we like to say play the kids. This roster was just uh, an interesting roster. Um, for me, it was for me it was really interesting seeing like we actually didn't have that bad of defending starters. Coleman as a veteran, um, Jake Valentin, who's really become one of my favorite uh, pickups, um, not only community wise but just overall. Um, you had Miguel Tapias, who in this play showed why he played in Liga MX. Is one thirty player, and I loved every second of it. And we can talk more about that as as we get into it. Uh, and then, of <laughs> course, um, DJ Taylor, who I thought had a had a, had a good start to to the game. Uh, in our midfield, we had Trap and Dotson, and we can remain um, oblivious as to what our midfield actually does, because in this in these games, is it's just not feasible to see what they do. But Mende Garcia. Uh, Fragapane, who was the new kid? Is it Dunbar? Yeah, yeah, it was Dunbar in there. Dunbar was in there with number 23. Um, and then I'm missing one more person. Amaria. Yes, right. Senor yeah. Yellow, as Santi calls him in his uh in his FIFA uh card thingy game that he plays. You call him Senor Yellow. We started calling him last night in the stands, started calling him Lewis Yellow. Did you? <laughs> yeah, in the stands, yeah, last yeah, night. That was funny. Um <laughs> But overall, I mean, like, you know, this was like we, we knew this was going to be a gritty game um, It's going to be very sloppy and it was going to be horrible to watch. So there's lots of people watching other stuff on, on, on the pitch, which was really, really fun to do. But overall, 
um, in the 40th minute after lots of back and forth and laughter, horrible possessions, uh, watching Dotson really not be in sync, watching Will Trapp just kind of get sucked in into some part of some defensive work. Um, off, off, off a cross of Sarek Valentin, uh, Mele Garcia literally has one of the most beautiful headers I've seen in the goals in this club. And um, I was listening to Nigel over at the MLS 360 pass in the, uh, uh, he's one of his, you know, up and coming players. And I, and I have to say, as like this so far this season in these games that we've played, we've scored headers, at least three, three or four goals of headers. And I don't think we can ever say that we've done that. Nope. Um, and I think that's, that's the craziness uh, as it is. You know, we got Miguel Tapias yesterday, Comor, that was last last week. That was beautiful. Um, um, and then this year, Mender Garcia, just just beautiful, beautiful head over to the goal. And and going into the half, up one nothing when Vancouver has the majority of the possession and the majority of the chances. And you're like, yeah, can we hold, right? And um, the dark magics that... Uh, that that come out and the shenanigans and everything else. Santi, um, Emil, and G were all sitting on a row together, and Santi kept asking when they can start chanting. He's just cold. Um, whenever I play <laughs> that one. and I don't know if they did eventually, but they're very animated uh, from our points of view, uh, and every chance they got to. Um, but um, yeah, the yellow team. Um, had some has had a had a tough outgoing as well too. What did you guys see? Um, I I thought like I went into this match thinking that it was going to be a draw at best. Um, just knowing how many people were missing. I mean, if you would have told me on Friday, hey, will you take a point? I would have chewed your arm off. Like that would have been like totally great. Um, <clears throat> midfield was messy. We played a four four two. We don't usually play a 4-4-2. Um, I thought it was a really pragmatic approach by Heath to just kind of, you know, create a block and hope for the best. And I think that was pretty successful. Thought the pitch was still recovering from the winter. Um, things look pretty sloppy. People are slipping a bit. Midfield problems with Dotson and Trap. I thought Dotson did not look great. Um, I thought he was giving up some bad passes. Uh, he had a couple of great moments, but... Um, the thing that I just this season is giving me like early 2019 vibes, but like not quite as like when, you know, right before or early 2020, right before the pandemic, where we were, we're not as hot, but I think we're, we're a little bit more even keeled. I think our, our, our defense is holding well. Um, <clears throat> I think we're missing some stuff in the attack, but all things considered, I thought we looked pretty good. Um, I love the, the, the Valentine cross. Um, I know he talked about that being a thing that they're doing regularly. I, I think it's one of the best crossing like crosses to a header goal that we've seen since this one. I remember it was a TCF that Ethan Finley crossed Sam Nicholson. I think I forget who it was, but Sam like jumped like he did his best, you know, MJ impression and, and, you know, just headed it in and it was beautiful. And th I think this is one of the better versions of that that we've seen in a long time. I think the team has really practiced their crossing, their set pieces. They got big bodies on the end of that stuff in the box. I think it's promising. I thought it was a little messy. Um, I think Trap keeps going in for challenges when he shouldn't. Um, but the big, the big thing for me was um, 
I thought Clint Irwin did a killer job in goal organizing. I thought Valentin was just shouting at everyone and keeping everyone organized. And I think Cameron Dunbar um, has a pretty bright future with this team. And I think he has shown Heath that he could be um, a potential right winger for us, um, whether it's a super sub or as a starter to relieve um, Bongi, you know, down the road. I enjoyed the match. It's my first match of the season at Allianz. Um, so it's been great. Um, I, I'm Maria. I got problems with that guy in terms of his touches, his finishing. Um, when he gets hot, he's hot. But um, generally, I'm like net positive. And I think the result was the accurate result, but the way in which we got the draw was unfortunate. I think uh, Vancouver definitely had a goal coming. They finished the night with like 20-some shots to – uh, like four. Um, so it, it, it was sloppy to, to begin. That's two games in a row, uh, where the opponent gets a, a shot in the first minute, like a decent look on goal. Um, Clint Ir- Irwin stood on his head for, you know, much of the first half. Um, Credit to him. I, one of the things I tweeted out last night was, you know, we were all a little bit puzzled when they signed uh, a veteran journeyman goalkeeper to be behind uh, Dan St. Clair after after letting Tyler Miller go. Um, but this is precisely the moment that he was signed for. You know, having a veteran in there who doesn't need to, he doesn't need to know every single guy on the pitch. He doesn't need to have that built-in chemistry from, from match experience with these guys. He can just come in and do his job. And that's, that's what you want in these situations. And that's exactly what he did. Um, he had a couple slips in there too. Yeah. There were quite a few divots on the pitch um, that we probably, I'm sure that's going to get better. They're, they're on the road for a couple weeks here. So it's going to have a little bit of time to harden up. Um, but overall, I mean, that, that four, four, two definitely kind of hides some of those midfield issues. Um, and it, it does get sloppy, but I mean, even when they start in a four, two, three, one, it's kind of been reverting to a four, four, two anyway. And with Vancouver, um, going with the, the Christmas tree four, three, two, one, um, I think that worked pretty well, uh, to, kind of keep everyone um the ball in in dangerous areas they had plenty of shots uh, white went over the crossbar like 10 times uh yeah. quite a few that went just inches wide um and i think because of all those bodies in the box kind of throwing off those shots uh valentine doing his best uh boxy brick wall um <laughs> the whole the whole game um and also being the vocal player uh i think trap as captain didn't do as great um if they ever have to play this lineup again give valentine the armband because yep. trap is just kind of there he had some decent moments but um he's he's getting he's getting outshined by by quite a few other players right now uh there was but, there was a there was a shot in the bot there was like a like a, a cutback that straight to trap. And I just like, 
it's like just wanted him to rip the shot. Yes. And instead, like <laughs> instead, he took it to the end line and tried to and crossed it yep. into the side netting. It's like, come on, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, right. I mean, he's he's looking for those moments to like dribble in and and mm-hmm. take and, it. That, that's and... the confusion right now. It's just that, you know, this is a force formation, and these are force players playing out there. Dotson is still trying to figure out, get it, you know, get his feet under it. And yeah, the field didn't help him at all. But he had some horrible giveaway passes. He did better in the second half, but still, there wasn't anything. Um, all the offense that was generated was mostly was Fragapane touched the ball and he was able to tuck yep. in and try to figure some of these things out. And, you know, as uh, much as Valentin and, and Fragapane yeah. pairing up quite a bit for those crosses and, and Valentin just kind of took over that right wing and, um, and he made all open. those runs. Yeah. Like he, like, uh, he was kind of the, what we saw from Metonair in 2019. Right. Like, I, I think it was pretty similar. Um, and Fragapane just really owned it on the left and was working pretty well with Garcia. Uh, yet yeah, Maria once again did not have a great performance. He was just kind of there. Just tries too hard. He yeah, and he. I mean, I I like the idea on paper of him next to Garcia, but it like we saw last night, it just doesn't just doesn't really work mm-hmm. out. You kind of forget he's there. Like this, yeah. it did not until look like... he does something dumb, like yeah, jump up and try to one touch the one touch pass, right. one touch a pass to when a he running has player. all the time in the world, yeah. And I'm like, you could have just controlled it, come down, and then take yeah. it off with it. But like, <laughs> yeah. buddy, I will, I will a, say, to his credit, like I did see him track back to defend more than I had. In he was previous. he was better this week than I think we saw last week, and even some. Um, previously yeah yeah i mean i and i think that was part of his role is kind of like that withdrawn striker and like you know like give him credit for that and again like this is not a usual formation i think we're gonna see this more often I hope this season so. um i think partly because of the lack of reynoso and i think this a 4-4-2 can kind of cater to robin wood a little bit more too so we'll see but yeah i mean it's still early in the season and look i mean we're undefeated we're still in fourth place. A lot of big teams around us drop points. Yeah. Um, you know, so these are you know, these are the games that you have to, you know, get something out of. And especially early in the season, these are gonna be the the matches that come back to to make or break your, your season, you know, especially since we're a team that tends to get hot in June and July. So And I mean know. this this performance with, with the squad that you know, hasn't really played. Um, it was better than this. Was like a performance that was typical of the best eleven in like over the last couple of years, right? So yeah. like you, you even with Reynoso in, like we we've seen games that were far worse than this was. Yeah, um, and I think uh, with the experience of you know of the last five six years. Um, we've seen quite a few just really bad um, overall performances. So to have um, to have these guys just, I mean, was it was it pretty to maybe the neutrals or people who don't follow Minnesota and, and who haven't kind of seen that progression? No, 
It was awful, but like <laughs> better than um, the Portland Galaxy game. That's exactly. Oh, God, uh, that game pretty much every boring. game was better than the Portland Galaxy game. Um, yeah, like for for this batch of guys to put up a performance like this, I think was massive. Um, and yeah, like we yeah that talk on Twitter last night. It it is a credit to um, to the adjustments that Heath is now willing to make. Um, rather than sending in the guys and saying, okay, well, you made her, made her broke your, uh, your day in the first 10 minutes and you'll, you'll have to see it out through the rest of the match. He's making all those adjustments. He putting, he used all five subs to get all, all the new guys on there and, and tactically too. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, it was, it was solid. And if, if you just looked at the box score and didn't know that it was an international break, I don't think you would have thought much about like, Oh, a bunch of guys must've been missing. Um, solid. Yeah. I, uh, I was expecting maybe like a zero, zero draw, um, or a late one Oh loss, uh, wasn't really expecting them to, to get out a, a win. Um, or even a point. Um, so to go up early and not too early, right? Cause, cause that's been a problem, but, um, it was a sloppy 20 minutes, but then it, it like settled in and I think it was overall solid, plenty of mistakes, but I mean, we've right. seen, we've seen bigger. Yeah, I mean, just to go over some of the stats, you know, um, as, as Bridgetta pointed out, Vancouver had, you know, like 20 shots, but 14 of them were off target. <laughs> so then like well off target, well off target. Right. Um, uh, what was really is becoming an issue. And I don't know how you fix this without having a 10 or a Reynoso or, or focusing on your sixes to make sure that they make passes and that move. So directly. So forth. as we had 68% possession, uh, passing, you know, um, 80, 80, 83. I mean, like we're, we're not losing the, we're not winning that aspect that we were known to be able to do. Uh, you know, actually, you know, our passing rate was 68. Um, our possession percentage was 37%. So, you know, we totally are a counter attacking team at this moment. Will that change? Who knows, right? Um, I uh, To all the points that you guys have, have, have made, I agree. I mean, I thought um, overall, like, you know, play the kids was good. Dunbar was was good to watch. A lot of energy. You know, not so much as technically ability in a sense, but just overall trying to trying to get there and fill up our bodies. But I was super excited for um, MNL Eway uh, when 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 he got his uh, MLS debut right off the bat. Literally took that ball, broke some speed, and like almost had had an scoring chance. Uh, uh, it was, you know, people were asking about him around us and we we're like, Oh, come on. St. Louis park, Eway, you know, St. Cloud's eight, you know, like <laughs> homegrown kid, you know, it's like, it's like, you gotta be and able it's... to cheer for these. And that was one of the things that, that, that I was thankful for. We also saw a lot of young faces. Uh, 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 Two thirds of the three M's were out there. We were just missing boxy. Uh, Miguel Tapia's. Um, um, is it Mikael? Um, Marquez, yes, Marquez, um, and just uh, overall, um, the other, um, the Aussie, I forget what his name is right now. Currently, um, he made a too. 
Um, but just overall, like I thought, you know, um, we did okay. Like we know it's not going to be a pretty game. We know it's not going to be a pretty season. Um, and the one thing that you can say is that this team does not play plays hard, right? The dedication yeah. to it, it was there. The unfortunate um, goal at the end and hopefully lessons that young players will learn not to try to juggle a ball half-field, half <laughs> um, you know. Um, I mean, the let's... amount of yellows that we had was fun to watch. Watching Heath get a yellow was great. <laughs> Watching Amarilla get a yellow was great. Miguel Tapias was kicking people in the back while he was jumping. I mean, like, it was a dirty game, but yep. a tie is a tie. Exactly. Point point. So, um, um, yeah, so. credit to Iwa for, like, how many times now have we seen a young guy come in, make his debut, and with his, like, first touch, his first run, his first effort at a game, like, have a moment like that? Um, damn near damn near a goal. Almost yep. definitely, definitely almost an assist. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been at least an assist. Which, um, which just, makes me excited for Patrick Ware, just because I'm a Ware fan yes. in a sense. And so, like, yes. I was hoping that he was going to get some time, but... I hope I'll, I'll hold on to my celebration um, uh, when when that makes it through. But just imagine these younger kids being able to provide that kind of energy, that bongy speed and determination that we see is going to be yeah, well and, needed. And to do it, you know, not just when you're like down a goal or or, or you know holding a holding a tie even when we see like the 85th minute subs come in that's when we usually see these young guys enter the game um and i think mixing it up uh you know having garcia come out again in like this 55th 60th minute something like that um and get some get some other young guys in there to like grow into the game and not just tossing them in in the last five ten minutes um I think that's going to be a, a huge help. It's going to be a bench full of super subs. I mean, when, like later in the season. Um, and I mean, hopefully you won't have to deal with the moments where you have to do these short-term loans um, from the, the uh, Luniers. Uh, um, which is how they, which is how Bello and Iwe. Uh, got up for this game but um you'll still have plenty plenty of these young guys on on the bench who are ready ready to go and i think after this game um solid minutes and it wasn't uh i mean the 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 vancouver goal is demoralizing in one sense for him i'm sure but at the same time it's not like there was some massive um like the game plan didn't fall apart with the subs uh, they held the effort, and I think that's going to be a huge boost to all of these guys um, as they're getting, you know, getting ready to to get some more minutes. Hopefully, with the senior side, and um, even as they're sitting on the bench hoping for minutes yep. uh, later on, um, which is a very different vibe than I think we've a different atmosphere than we've seen uh, from from the bench um, in previous years. Congratulations to also to those loons for their first win. I think it was a 3-0 win that, yeah. they, that they had. Um, um, so Jaco, congratulations. Two. Yeah. Two rockets. Yeah. 
looking forward to maybe going to a couple of games if we get to uh, do that. I'm going to run over some quick scores and some funny things that I saw this MLS. You guys feel free to jump in. Uh, this most boring game that we saw was Portland LA, LA Galaxy. The only real highlight for me <laughs> that was kind of weird is we got to see um, an on-field player again for the fifth time in MLS history uh, become the goalkeeper because uh, Portland was out of uh, substitutions in their windows and Bing Cameron came out to uh, block a ball and in it did something to the hammy or something like that. It had to be all up. So we had to be able to see that it only lasted 30 seconds, but overall um, a zero zero tie that, that really looks super sloppy and just overall messy. Um, Red Bulls and Charlotte tied 1-1. Um, the interesting thing for me is Philly lost 2-1 to Orlando. Um, and though that might be somewhat of a surprise for people, this is also the Philly team that had a, a deep, a deeper bench, a deeper squad as a young bud. So, yeah, you know, I see that. But also at the same time, it's a big, big, for, big win for Orlando. DC United lost to New England 2-1. to one. Um, I feel sorry for Tyler. <laughs> Especially because because all of these losses have been like they go up 1-0 or even 2-0, right. I think, in one case, and then end up giving up two or three yep. goals. They build this confidence and then they take it away. Yep. Um, uh, we also had some crazy scores, and we'll talk about this one right now, is Columbus and Atlanta United. Atlanta United, of course, without their World Cup Iago Almada, but overall, like, um, you know, Aiden Morris scores in the 14. Superman, Christian Ramirez makes final MLS debut. Um, and gosh, scores a brace in the 47th and the 64. Philip Quintone at the 51st. Uh, Jason Russell Rowe in the 68th. Maximilian Epstein in the 91st minute. I mean, like, this was... A, Atlanta, this Atlanta team didn't show up at all, even with this. It was just, I love Brad Guzan getting scored on, and there's literally something <laughs> I'm going to watch on replay later on today, just because every time he falls trying to have a ball and just gets frustrated. I, I just love that expression, but it's so good. Yeah. See Christian um, again. But of course, is anyone. Brad's, who Brad's face Christian? on the second Christian goal. Yeah. was probably the best one of the night. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> but just overall, I think, you know, Christian does what Christian does. He comes to a new club, and what does he do, Corey? Scores goals, baby. Yeah, that's all he does. And Superman so, returns. And, and both both of them were just vintage Christian. First one, settle on the half volley, strike. Second one was just run right through, split two, three defenders, I think. There was, a, right there was a great stat. I can't remember the, the total number of um, teams, but um, Christian Ramirez has scored in his debut for all of his clubs in MLS, and he's one of like five or six people. Kai Kamara is another one. Um, Minnesota United, LAFC, Houston Dynamo, Houston. and now, um, now Columbus. Insane. Um, Chicago. Apparently he can't hold to a lead and likes to give it back, but so does Inter Miami. This game was crazy. Um, but Chicago actually walks out with a win, three to two. Um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, who we've made fun a lot during this podcast. Uh, 
Uh, now is uh, Brendan Vasquez goal against uh, a Nashville that you know was, was trying to be solid. I think that's 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 the impressive thing for me. Cincinnati scoring. Um, not only that, um, I always love it when Sporting KC loses, but but I love it even more when there's a red card involved for them. So Seattle Sounders uh, or the Jordan Morris show just totally just annihilated Sporting KC. And it was so much fun to watch. And um, your golden boot leader, Jordan Morris, at this point, he has seven <laughs> goals. I didn't have that. I don't even have it on my roster for my fantasy league. I, I don't even know what to say at this point. I think I'm just going to play random and just let the let that figure it out. Uh, Austin and Colorado tied 1-1. Uh, Houston Diamond will defeat New York City FC. Um, St. Louis. Our German, um, our German um, Brazilian Claus, again has his knack for for defenders passing him the ball to be able to score. You and can't like, keep getting first, away with this. Yes, <laughs> I, I just I don't understand how is he doing it. How he blends is it camouflage? Is he has like some sort of psychic ability, just some sort of mutant where he can just appear and disappear? Look, here's know. the he here, night here, crawler. Is he Nightcrawler? Who knows? I have no but... idea. But here's the thing. Like, the Loons play them next week. <laughs> and if we walk out of there not passing it to him, I consider it a win, even if we lose. Yes. Yes. Yep. That puts our defense at, like, elite status. You didn't pass it directly to Klaus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Look, also, also, Klaus hasn't played a dirty, uh, a dirty Liga MX former defender. So, yeah, like. Um, Tapius and Klaus is gonna be fun. Someone's um, getting shivved. That's and I mean, dude, if it if it's Boxy, Tapius, and Valentine, and then like it doesn't even matter who's on the left wing, Taylor, like Lawrence, who cares? Like it's it's gonna be those three. Yep, it's gonna be versus, the mighty ducks Bash versus Brothers, Klaus. And uh yeah, if they um if if one of them even passes it right to him. The other one is going to, you know, come in and take it away and uh, probably take away a leg or an arm at the same time. But like, do you think do you think they're going to make it like like the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park where they're actually going to try to, like, triangulate him and actually back pass <laughs> to him just so the other two can totally just so that they can him? come in and destroy him? Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. 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 Like they just come in from the sides. Like, clever, like clever I want to see Klaus keep doing this against every other team, but. Get wait, him. wait, like Klaus is uh, what's his name that knows blue? Um, the trainer, oh, uh, he's getting away with it. Um, yeah. he's uh, yeah, uh, what's his name's character? Um, uh, yeah, we all know who he is. I was yes, thinking more, <laughs> I was okay. thinking more, uh, the the Muldoon character from the original one, like the Aussie oh, with like okay. with, yeah, the, yeah, with the hat, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, guess, but yeah, guy, you know, yeah, that's where, that's where we go 1992 so, all over again. Yep. <laughs> LAFC walks away with a win over um, Sebastian Leggett's um, fearless team, which we'll talk about some other time next week. But rumors are out. I don't know if you guys listen to rumors at all, but uh, in this house, we're huge Becky G fans. Like, I love Becky G. Um, so apparently rumors are out there that actually made uh, Univision. So when it makes Univision, pretty <laughs> much is just about as constant as it's going to be. So Sebastian Leggett was on Facebook to... Becky G, I have my sign ready 
for the 430 game where Minnesota plays um plays Dallas. I'm looking forward to that. Uh and of course uh Dallas uh, Dallas lost two to one, but also San Jose tied zero zero with Toronto. And um before yeah, Dallas we go also ahead... had a go ahead. Dallas also had a red card yesterday. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah. Like that was not pretty early. I remember checking scores and it showed up as a as a red in like the 55th or 60th minute. Something it was like, like a that. shoulder. I don't know when it happened. It was like a shoulder but... clothesline. <laughs> Rodrigo, when you neck. when you make your sign, is it just gonna say that legit is the MLS PK? Yes. That was one of the things. Um, I, the other ones that we were we were thinking, of course, is that, you know we love you, Becky G, and then, um, I had something about to get just being you know some sort of trash thing, but just overall, you know, it'll be fun. Like Issa already contacted me. He's like, we're gonna make signs, right? It's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> totally. We're totally. gonna have fun with it, and hopefully, photographers will see it. If we make it on TV, great. If we don't. That's fine, but we'll be able to have make sure we have our signs ready for the for those games. So I mean, yeah, that's the four thirty one. So you you'll have good light to to show off. <laughs> yep, plan this, Sebastian. Sebastian, you get couldn't have planned it better for us. I uh, yeah, I mean, I I have my own problems with the guy, but like he just keeps it just keeps, keeps digging a hole for himself. <laughs> First of all, is what he got busted by posting on his own Instagram, uh-huh. calling the other other teammate the p word, and then apologizing, mm-hmm. and then this is like you know, yeah, whatever, dude, you're done. You know, you're just you know, you're just a journeyman for the U.S. men national team. You really don't matter. So there you go. <laughs> that's that's the way I feel about it. But um, before we go ahead, uh, uh, we'll take a, a quick break, and when we come back, Corey will tell us. A lot about his uh, amazing, amazing, amazing trip um, out to uh, Europe and watching some amazing games. So just hold tight and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be dreaming because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota football show. Um, we have, as we announced earlier, we have a special guest, Corey Shrepo, and he actually wants to tell us about this amazing trip that he went that's somewhat soccer related. Corey, bring us in. Yeah, so uh, my wife and I, we had a trip to Spain um, this last week, week or two. Um, It's kind of like a COVID-delayed anniversary trip. And um, my wife uh, lived in Spain for a bit, studied in school, and always wanted to go back there. And we finally were like, let's go to Spain. Flights were were a little cheap. And um, when we were looking at dates, I was like, well... Liverpool are playing Real Madrid midweek, and then it's a Clasico in Barcelona at the weekend. What if we just did both? Um, <clears throat> and so we did. Uh, and then uh, the first leg of the Champions League uh, quarterfinals at Anfield, Liverpool went up 2-0 and then lost 5-2. And I was like, well, at least I don't have any expectations going into this game at the Bernabeu. Um, <clears throat> but I'll just talk about that one first. Um, 
uh, in addition to just uh, drinking all the Rioja and having tapas and, and great food and seeing museums and, you know, walking 10, 15 miles a day around the cities. Um, uh, we did go to the Bertabeo, got tickets. Fun, fun story there was that I, we got tickets on StubHub, which you can do in Spain. Um, and they didn't arrive on time and we got like nosebleeds uh, for way too much money. And they didn't arrive on time. And the the morning that we were leaving for Spain, I reached out and was like, hey, guy didn't send the tickets. Um, so they sent me a link to get replacement tickets. They said, okay, just pick whatever section is available. So I just picked like something in the corner at all levels. And tickets showed up, you know, a day, two days before. And we're getting to the Bernabeu, you know, two hours before kickoff. And you know, oh, and you know, the, the gate was at ground level. I'm like, oh, okay, this will be cool. We get in there, we're like, oh, okay, cool. We're in the lower bowl. That's sweet. And the guy was like, oh, no, you're downstairs. And so we were like, what are you talking about? Went down the stairs and just kept getting lower and lower. And it turns out these tickets ended up being fourth row in the corner, which was insane because all of the Liverpool players were warming up on that side. I got some videos I'll have to show, I'll have to share oh with you. God. Um, yeah. So like you know, Mo Salah is right in front of me, and you know, did you Andy jump up, on the field? Did you? Have oh my temptation? god! Uh, like, well, it's also like I'm a Liverpool fan wearing Loon's gear, and Danielle, my wife, was wearing Aurora gear because like, you know, neither one of us are Madrid fans, so we're like, I'm gonna wear neutral colors. Although I was wearing like my Jurgen Klopp shirt underneath my jacket, um, and I was like, I just got to be like, oh wow, the place is great. I'm a neutral. I'm a neutral. But it's like Andy Robertson in the corner right in front of me or like, you know, um, Darwin Nunez. Just these guys are huge and they're so fast. And Mo, like just watching him take, you know, warm up shots from outside the box was like, you know, 30, 40 yards right in front of you. You're like, oh, this is kind of insane. Um, game was fun. It was pretty much what I expected. Um, pragmatic, you know, Madrid never really got out of first gear. Liverpool were pushing, had a lot of chances, and then Madrid scored their one, you know, their one goal in the second half, and um, you know that kind of put it away for Liverpool. So um, it was kind of nice to go in and not have any expectations, knowing that even if they won, they would have had to win by four goals. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I was like, you know, if they win, that would be amazing, and knowing that they weren't going to move on to the to the next round. But it was still just like, it was an amazing stadium to be there. It's still under construction, but like you can definitely see the bones of um, the new facade is on. The retractable roof is um, under construction now. And it was just an amazing stadium. Uh, it was a lot more chill of an atmosphere than I expected. I think partly that's because they were up by, you know, three goals on aggregate, ended up winning by four goals. And so I don't think anybody was, you know, too invested um but it was super fun um super cheap concessions like up at the in the concourse just like four dollar uh tortilla uh, espanola sandwiches oh wow which was amazing um yeah, tortillas, tortillas yep they're like they're they're, they're potatoes really. yeah it's basically like it's basically like an egg like a like an egg bake with potatoes and onions and cheese in it and it was fan but it was on like a really nice like soft bread uh, it was fantastic. No beer in the stadium. Uh, you could, you can get beer, but it was not alcoholic beer. Um, it was That's super fun. Yeah, it was super great. Um, the crowd was amazing. Um, you know, and Madrid was just so, so, so much fun. I mean, it definitely 
was nice to go and see Liverpool play, even though, you know, they were, you know, destined to, to get knocked out. But that was the, that was the Madrid game at midweek. Yeah. But the experience um, though, I mean, like so close yeah. to people that, Oh gosh. I and that was, I mean, I mean, look, like we, we knew that we were going to have, you know, upper, like, you know, third deck and just by the luck of whatever, you know, ended up getting replacement tickets that were just so close. And it was just like, okay, I'll take it. Like this That's, is as I was watching and thinking like, we're not going to win this or get anything out of it, but like sitting there watching and pulling up your photos and, and just kind of, and then you post a video of, I think it was uh, Trent taking the corner kick. Yeah. Like, he's like five feet away. He's like, five, well, and then it was like, you get to see like, you get to see like Luka Modric just be a magician. And yeah. t- like, that was incredible. Tony Cruz was taking corners um, or, you know, uh, free kicks from, from our side. It was just like, even though that I'm not a fan of Madrid, it was just like, these are some amazing, amazing, amazing yeah. players. Vinicius Jr. was running up and down my side, just totally destroying Trent and Alexander-Arnold. Like, just killing that kid. Yeah. The guy was, and, and he was not even... He he was not even pushing that hard. You know that these guys were going in saying we're going to get sixty minutes and then then we're going to get pulled off unless Liverpool pulls off right. another miracle against a Spanish team. But yeah, it was it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. We took it because we were there, planning to be there anyway, and we figured out how to get tickets. And it was um, it worked very out. very lucky. Yeah, but that was just one half. Of, of your amazing trip <laughs> yeah so we spent a couple you, you of days had in... as, as nubia as nubia put it to me is like Corey had his heart broken by real madrid but you had it resound and then and then my uh and then my uh my my soul was made whole in the uh the uh the 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 catalonia region uh so we spent half of our trip in in madrid and um went to toledo and stuff and then we took a train to barcelona um we knew that el Clasico was that week that weekend and months ago when we decided to do the trip, I did two things. One, I signed up for like the international member programs for both Madrid and Barcelona. Um, weren't terribly expensive. I think they were like 50 bucks for the year or whatever it was just to try to get closer to a presale. Um, and I think it was four in the morning the week before or two weeks before we went. I can't remember. A lot of these European clubs, the tickets won't go on sale until uh, pretty close to the match. Um, and I just happened to be awake, um, and four in the morning and I had my laptop by the bed all week, just in case they went on sale and I popped it open. They were on sale, went in, logged in with my Barcelona fan, whatever account. And I just said two tickets wherever within this price range. And they're like, yep, here's your two tickets. And I was like, Oh my God, totally did not go back to sleep. Um, and so we were upper, upper deck, uh, but it was amazing. And a couple of things like that Camp New. was so much fun to watch. Camp New. Time. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's 90, 99,000, I think. Um, we did uh, a dry run to the stadium the day before just to get comfortable with it on the Metro. Um, went to the fan shop, walked around the stadium, you know, got some food outside. And then uh, the, the day of the game, um, we got there and there's like a fan concourse outside of the stadium with like restaurants and bars and stuff. It was jam packed wall to wall people for an hour before gates opened. So gates will open and then you get into the 
main area outside the stadium. And it was, it was wall to wall people. It was very uncomfortable. Um, but it was great. We got in, um, walked to our seats. And as we were walking up the, uh, the ramp up to the 500 section or whatever it was, we looked down over the main, the main street and it was all the Barca fans with flares chanting from like, you know, a couple hundred yards away. And it was just the buildings like were just lit in the color of like red flares and just chanting. And it was unbelievable. And um, so we went up there. Um, I got my my orange Fanta, which is all I drink when we're in Europe. It, it hits different there um, and got to our seats. And it was just incredible to see you know, the number of players and the the caliber of players that were coming out and um, started off, you know, as expected, pretty aggressive. Um, and then uh, Madrid, actually, it was an own goal, a Barca own goal. Um, uh, Araujo basically headed the ball, tried to head the ball away, and it just deflected and went in. And so that was like, I think, like nine minutes in. Um, bit of a bummer, kind of deflating. Um and then I think first half stoppage time, Sergio Roberto scored a goal. I think they sent the ball into the box, bounced around a bit, and then he just ripped a shot. The place went nuts. Absolutely insane. Um, until you're going in to halftime 1-1. Did, did, did it feel like the building was going to fall apart? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, the scary I mean, thing when you're in a stadium and it just ruptures like that. And you feel like, what, is that an earthquake? I can't tell. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's such a great uh, feeling. I mean, when you're when you're walking up that stadium and you're looking around, you're like, okay, this thing is like all concrete. Like there is no like like flimsy like <laughs> you know uh, crappy steel. Uh, it's it's a it's a beast. Like it is a coliseum. Um, and so we're up there, and um, you know you get to see a lot of like killer players. Um, you know, Rodrigo came on for Tony Cruz. Um, Luka Modric got a yellow card. Uh, Trumani came in. Uh, for Kamavinga, who was killing it against Liverpool, um, so I actually was kind of expecting that this would happen. That that Madrid would have some issues against Barca for this match, just because of their midweek game against Liverpool, um, and it was just going, going, going. Uh, and then Madrid scored, kind of like a really weird but super fun like tiki taka kind of goal in the box, um, which ultimately was ruled offside and when VAR ruled it offside the place like erupted like it was a goal it was just absolutely uh like mesmerizing and we're like okay if this ends as a 1-1 draw it's still going to be an amazing classico um but then 92nd minute i think there was like 7 minutes of stoppage time 6 minutes 97 minutes kessie who i think it was his his la liga debut or at least his Barca debut. Um, uh, I forget who had the ball originally. Might might have been like um, forget who it was in the middle of the in the middle of the pitch. But uh, it wasn't Frankie De Jong. But sent a long ball um, from the midfield from the right hand side up and over, and it hit Kessie or it hit um, I can't remember who it was, but then laid the ball off to Robert Lewandowski uh, at the at the edge at the uh, kind of left wing. He cut inside drew like two or three Madrid players into him and then back heeled a ball to the left wing. I can't remember who it was um, offhand, but then sends the ball across the box, not even across, just, just fired a ball across the box, went 
missed everybody. And then Kessie came running in 92nd minute and put the ball away and the place. That's when I felt like that's when I felt like it was just going to totally collapse. It was God. It was what to- an emotion though. Like, like to see a game winner and kept new. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was our last night on vacation. Um, it was the last thing that we had planned. Um, just the place erupted and just singing. And then there's one section of, of Madrid supporters, upper deck, um, very small section and like just totally uh, like, uh, you know, they had like barbed wire and, and plastic and all sorts of stuff. And just everybody just turned to them because it was on our side and just started taunting them. And it was, it was beautiful. It was totally like a, a, a life-changing experience. And like, we were very lucky to be at that match. And that, that sounds like um, a lot of fun. Plus yeah. you also got to, uh, were they wearing the Rosalia kit? Yeah. So, um, so Spotify is their sponsor and for a couple of big matches, they will wear, um, artist art for the kit. Um, and so I'm wearing my, uh, Rosalia Motomami anniversary <laughs> kit. Um, fun fact, uh, Barca, when they announced, um, that they were going to do these kits, I was like, Oh my God, we have to get them. Cause we, we both love Rosalia and, went online and looked and it was like 400 euro for one of these you're out of your mind no way am i spending this money on that um and then we were when we were doing like sightseeing in barcelona i think we're at la La sagrada familia across from like the tapest place that we were eating at uh, right beforehand there was like a soccer shop selling kits and whatever and i saw one of these hanging i was like let's just go check it out i don't know like if this is like this is clearly like an authentic Nike kit, like the replica Nike kit. But I was like, where did they get the the heat press? And I was like, you know, what? it's not that hard to make your own heat press stuff. I'm pretty sure that they were just like w- went to some like Chinese manufacturer or whatever, and was like, hey, can we just get the Motomami design in that same color? And they were selling it for the same as like regular replica kits. And we're like, two please. <laughs> and you know, and you know, for the price of for the price of. Uh, Less than one Motomami kit at the Barca store. We got two. We got two so, yeah, yeah, it was. That's what you gotta love. Like, like, like. I kept joking with Corey because he kept sending me pictures of where they were staying. There was a farmacia, a pharmacy, and I was like, "Hey, go down to the pharmacy and ask him if they sell eggs." Because uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. a, it's just, it's just a, the the changing language um, is is great. And I have a joke that my mom, while we were in Mexico, um, went to um, a a Mexican's uh, local store and asked the owner, um, you know, uh, in Peru, you ask, you know, do you have eggs, right? Like, do you have eggs to sell, right? Yeah. Well, in Mexico, when you say that, it literally means, do you have, um, do you have balls? And so, and so the owner was extremely offended at my mom. My mom kept saying, hey, do you have, literally, do you have eggs? It's like, do you have balls? And kicked her out. My mom came home from a place for a stay and she was like i couldn't get any eggs and i was like when they're like the people we were staying was like well what did you do and i was like well i tell them i was like and they all laughed because as soon as they heard that i was like yeah you don't do that here and i was like oh <laughs> well that's great well i know that that's kind of a similar thing in in, in, in spain and i would have loved Corey to have uh I have an experience like that being yelled at by a, by a local <laughs> to get kicked out of a pharmacy <laughs> mm-hmm. for asking for asking like this uh surly <laughs> spaniard Where's your junk? Where's your junk? 
can I have your junk? Yeah. No, it was it was a great trip. It was super fun. Um, you know, we we'd love to go back to Spain again, you know, at some point, you know, in you know, 10, 15 years, something like that, maybe, and try to go and see, you know, Messi's kids playing for Barca and <laughs> you know, um, but it was it was great. The atmosphere was amazing. The subway afterward was just totally packed. So we ended up walking an hour back to our place. Uh, and the whole city was the the entire walk. Um, it was, I think it was like <laughs> it was like four kilometers back to our back to our hotel, and it was just like you know mopeds just hammering on their horns and cars just beeping. Like <laughs> it was just the whole city was lit up. Um, yeah, it was great. And at the airport the next morning, it's like one out of every three people was wearing Barca gear, and it was just like <laughs> everyone was just having a great time. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Corey, for sharing your thoughts and your experiences. We 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 were all very excited, especially the whole Liverpool part, because I know G was like asking me. Um, I was super, super super jealous that you were able to be at that at that game, and I was like, "When's Corey coming back? When's Corey coming back?" I was like, "I don't I don't, I don't know." You can, <laughs> yeah, like, you can text him. I'll give you his number and go. Yeah, for totally, it. anytime. Yeah, no, we we were you know I'll just say like we we're very lucky to do that. I'm also super type A. And when, you know, we get a bug up our butt about travel like that and there's a game that I want to see, I'm like, okay, let's let's go on to Reddit. Let's go on all the forums. Let's figure out the best way to get, you know, either yeah. resale tickets or yeah. and, find and the I most, have like, to say that 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 Liverpool uh hoodie that you uh you dropped off for G. Yeah. She does not take that thing off. Like it's I said, she wears that more than anything else in that. And I think um, and his his can... face that photo that that newbie yeah. shared with that his face man it's so, so funny excited. he loves the crap out of that love it um no yep yeah she apparently needs another one uh but we'll have a conversation about that some other time thank you so much for joining us i know you i know you got other things to do so i really appreciate you being able to 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 hang out with us and just overall seeing you after you know, I don't know, like a, a fun, a fun couple of weeks for you just overall. Um, yeah. So as always, well, thanks for, always a pleasure. So yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, keep me posted. Let's uh, we'll see, see all at Blackheart. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. That's for sure. Cool. All right. All right. Thanks everybody. <laughs> see ya. Thanks Corey. Yep. All right. So that is, was just overall really fun to listen to having, yeah. um, Corey and just overall and i'm glad we were able to make that happen um but let's um let's just jump in quickly to finish this and just drop into some some Woso news and then um maybe have uh, a couple international highlights before we all decide to enjoy this very fake spring day um, that we have here <laughs> in minnesota because because get out there while it lasts because it's not gonna stay yeah. So um, back to what? So Minnesota Aurora FC news. Kaylin McBean uh, signs for the 2023 season. Uh, Miss Soccer Minnesota 2019, a member of the All Freshman Big Ten team in the past fall, is a four is a forward at Penn State. So that's really, really interesting, um, and that's cool. I like that. Um, but the important news for me was Jefferson Lines returns as the transportation partner. Would you close the return of bus driver? Steven! Steven is back. And I think, you know, fan favorite, bench favorite. Yeah. Um, I know I, I got excited when I got to high five him um one time. <laughs> so that was that that was great. Um 
So that was just just overall. That's a great news. Also, um, is it Taylor Kane? Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. Me and Santi always have these conversations about with the E and the N, how to how to how to pronounce it. Uh, signs for the 2023 season after last summer in Minnesota and a big one uh, transfer to Iowa Hawkeye and returns to Minnesota Bora. The goalkeeper from Santa Barbara, California, is back in the net for year two. Another sad note that's kind of important. Um, Taylor also means that streaming games away will come back and continue because it was the dad that was, it was Taylor's dad who was doing those, yeah. those, those streaming games. Um, and so we appreciate that. And um, hopefully that will continue because that was just another, uh, to me, fan favorite thing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the the family buy-in, she, she had flown in for that, um, for that first tryout last year before, like before the club even had a name, like when it was just Minnesota Well, so um, flew in to try out and, and her, her dad, like you mentioned, has gotten really invested um, uh, working with uh, essentially working with the club and media to, to get us those, those solid streams of the away games that at stadiums that didn't have the, uh, uh, the facilities for that. Um, so massive signing. The whole the whole family is back on board. So yeah, and more than likely Taylor will be the number one goalkeeper. Um, now that Sarah Fuller um, left lap. Um, yeah. So uh, let's go into it was opening weekend for the NWSL, which means that we watch lots and lots of soccer, and it's probably one of my favorite weekends is to be able to just be at the NWSL home opener. Um, we already talked about the Chicago Red Stars kit. But dear Lord, that kit's so gorgeous. It's amazing. Best kit. Um, the Thorns kit, you know, shame. I swear, it's just like they can't see they can't seem to get it straight, but this Red Stars overall um kit was 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 amazing. Uh the Red Stars signed all three of their draft picks. So uh Penelope Hawking, Ali Schlegel, um both of we're both uh, signed for three-year contracts with a four-year option, and Sophia Jones uh, was signed to a two-year contract. So that's great. Um, here's a Nubian note: uh, one of the one of these draft picks impressed impressed her during the Red Star game on Saturday. Penn State Penelope Hawking showed some great stuff on the wing for the Red Stars. So our Wilson correspondent says, "Keep your eye out for Penelope Hawking. Red Stars seem to be." Um, uh, they they played it. They played it. They played a good game. FIFA 23 finally releases its NWSL teams, except some of the avatars are terrible for some players. I don't know if anyone if you saw this on Twitter blowing up, but apparently, um, people are bald. People don't have the right the right context, uh, the right facial expressions, or just overall <laughs> facial features um, that, yeah. that complement uh, that and. Um, I think uh, Sydney LaRue had the best tweet saying, it's like, look, I'm I'm just not going to take the thank you for including us in FIFA. No, you got to do it right. And I and I totally agree with that sentiment. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Sydney LaRue held a hawk for the LAFC game, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, so um, that was awesome to see. Um, but overall, um, Santi was like, hey, dad, um, the downloadable FIFA game is 50% off. And I was like, you know what? I want to pay NWSL. So that's that. That was a that was a, a well timed, nice. 
um, what's the what's the word uh, inquiry by him? Well, time and 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 thoughtfully thought out that he can get what he wants at half price, and you know, without giving money to. to it, so. <laughs> so yeah, salesman for sure, totally, totally, totally. <laughs> San Diego Waves signed uh, Melanie Barcenas, who is the youngest player ever to sign a pro contract at 15 years and 138 days. Uh, San Diego announced the sign of a local talent, Melanie Barcenas, to a three-year contract through 2025. The San Diego um, player became the first for youth local player to be signed in NWSL history, as well as the first to join the wave to the league's new under-18 entry mechanism. In addition, uh, Barcenas is now officially the youngest ever contracted NWSL player in history. So, what, what Olivia... Moultrie opened. <laughs> it is now <laughs> a, a full door, and I can't, you know, I can't, I can't. So, yeah, her awesome. Basically, her record has been broken twice in the last uh, two weeks. So, yeah, insane, insane. What's coming into the league? It's awesome. Sticking with the wave, uh, the wave sign Giovanna DeMarco, midfielder from Wake Forest University. Um, they announced that they signed uh, Giovanna ahead of the upcoming season, uh, signed a one-year deal with an option through 2024. DeMarco spent the last five seasons at Wake Forest, uh, a native of uh, Pennsylvania, right? I think so. Yeah, Greenville Valley, so. Pennsylvania. Um, all ACC academic team and ACC all freshman team in 2018. So the Wave are really putting in some work, and I'm kind of liking that, um, as well as... Um, other things, uh, North Carolina Courage signed Tyler Lucy to multi-year extension contract. North Carolina Courage and veteran forward Tyler Lucy have agreed to a multi-year contract extension. Um, the agreement is through 2024 with an option for 2025. Lucy was acquired by the club via trade with Angel City FC this offseason. Uh, and North Carolina needs all the help they can get. Like, no Dabinia, no I, I, I just gotta say, like, the games that I've watched North Carolina Courage play, at least so far, they've been pretty boring. So, <laughs> so, um, but this, 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 uh, this news right here was major news in this household because we are all Ali Krieger fans. Actually, G has a picture with Ali Krieger from USA Cup, and I was able to sneak in a picture with a good friend of the podcast, Christopher, Christopher Sheet. Um, with Ali Krieger at the USA Cup because we were like, hey, can we take a picture too? Because we're fans too. And um, I'll share that on the social media system. The iconic U.S. Women National Team and National Women's Soccer League defender Ali Krieger, who is revered by fans and players for her work and off and off the pitch and totally does, announced that the 2023 NWL season with Gotham FC will be the final chapter in her legendary playing career. And um, not only do they look like to be great parents, I'm I'm happy when a player decides to to hang it up before the game tells them to hang it up in a sense, right? And when it comes out of their own choice and volition, because this this it's just a, a great thing to see. So, you know, we are sad about it in this household, but you know, when Ashlyn retired, you knew you knew it was going something something was going to happen, but just overall, I mean, Allie Krieger, great advocate off the pitch. Amazing player on the pitch. So I'm looking forward to to see how this Gotham and see handles his retirement 
at the end of the season, what kind of thing they will do. So that will be mostly it. Um, apparently, there's a documentary on Angel City that premieres in May in HBO Max. So all you HBO Max subscribers who did not watch the uh, U.S. Band national team defeat Granada 7-1 because it's Granada. And yeah, uh, like me, can uh, can look forward to the Angel City's docuseries that goes behind the scenes and onto the pitch of the groundbreaking Los Angeles-based professional women's soccer team, Angel City Football Club. So this is a three-part original documentary series directed by Arlene Nelson and executive produced by Academy Award-winning Natalie Portman, Elizabeth Chai, Jimmy Chin, Sophia Mas, and more and more and more folks. Um, also in this household, we're Portland fans. So Portland Thorns named Rob Gale and Katie Kinlan as assistant coaches. Uh, Rob joins the staff ex- uh, following extended time as the head coach and general manager of Valour FC. I like saying stuff in French. Valour. Valour. Uh, Valour. Uh, and then uh, Katie, who holds her UEFA and U.S. Soccer B license, arrived in Portland after serving as director of player development for Gulf Coast SC. Um, more news will be sending these out. The NWSL announces international streaming update. So this is something that we were talking about this in this household. And just overall, whenever I talk to anyone at NWSL Soccer, um, the league and Endeavor Streaming announced a partnership to launch a global streaming service for viewers outside of the United States for the upcoming 2023 season that will make matches available free of charge for fans globally on NWSL Soccer. Com. Additionally, the NWSL has announced two streaming deals with international distribution DAZN and Tigo, securing additional access to live NWSL matches for audiences across more than 25 countries around the world. And don't you remember, like, what, four or five years ago when we were, like, talking about it? It was like, why can't we watch anything? Like, we were watching it on Twitch right. or on YouTube, and, like, now the NWSL is, like, got streaming deals, and we can watch it on Paramount+. Plus. We can watch yeah. it. We've come quite a good way, and I'm I'm happy about that announcement. Just because I remember, I remember when it was a just a massive deal to have a few games come up on CBS, like regular CBS TV, and how excited we were to have you know, like one game every other week or something like that, um, just on the TV. Uh, we've come very far, and in, in some senses, it has come very far in the last five six years yep um in other news uh matthew stafford and family join angel city fc investor group i'm kind of weary of stafford family but um can't say no to money so investments and that kind of stuff um so it's matthew stafford his wife kelly and their four daughters are investors in the team so that should be interesting um, the first game of the NWCL season, North Carolina won, Kansas City current zero. Um, this was a, a game um, with lots of injuries. That it was a, just it was literally like watching the Vancouver I mean, UFC game. It got boring sometimes, so boring that uh, I, G, and Nubia fell asleep at halftime watching this game. So. That's our review of that game. And then, of course, if you stayed up 
to watch the second game. It was the uh, San Diego Wave 3, Chicago Wrestlers 2. Major, 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 as our Wusso uh, correspondent calls it, NWSL After Dark Vibes. Uh, San Diego goals by Amira Ali, Jaden Shaw, and Alex Morgan, and a PK, which, you know, when a ball hits the hand and the hand kind of flails back, regardless of if it's intentional or not, that's a, that's a PK, and it's unfortunate. Chicago goals by Yuki Nagasato. I don't know if you saw this goal. It was great. And, of course, Mallory Swanson. A PK late in stoppage time inside of this really tight game. However, in our Worcester correspondent's view, um, San Diego looked a little better than Chicago did in this game. Mal Swanson, still phenomenal, but she's going to need some help to get the ball up for her team. I was just talking, we were watching this game. I was like, do you imagine Mal Swanson was burning it up? And then you got Sophia Smith who's getting healthy. Like this World Cup team is if, if like they all hit it in the right cylinder, they hit all the cylinders at the right time. Dear mm-hmm. Lord. It might not be, it'll be fun for us to watch, but it's just not be fun for anyone to play with it. So, uh, and to end it, the games today on this Sunday, um, hopefully you get to watch and hopefully we're able to get this out to you in time. Um, Washington spirit and all rain, um, our favorite, uh, Sanchez Esparza thorns and the Orlando pride, Houston dash and the racing Louisville, and Angel City and Gotham FC. That should be a good game as well, too, to end up the night. Um, it was international weekend. There's a bunch of international friendlies. I'm not really big on international friendlies, but we are big on following what our loons do. So, Bridget, do you want to talk about uh, Bong- Bongi's, uh, Bongi's team? Yeah, yeah. Um... South Africa is uh, in qualifiers for the AFCON, African Cup of Nations. Um, They played Liberia on Friday. Uh, 2-2 draw. Um, Both goals for South Africa were from Foster, who was playing alongside Bongi. Um, So they get a point there. I do not have the full group up here uh because these things are much harder to find than they should be oh there it is uh so south africa is currently in third in their group behind morocco liberia uh zimbabwe in fourth um i believe top three go through but they're group k um so we'll be following that one um what else did you did you catch any of the I know that um Lude ended up not playing uh not That's being great. in the starting for <laughs> <laughs> right. uh in in the run-up to the to the loons game, I guess um Heath had, had texted Robin and said, I is everything okay? I don't see you in the in the 18. And Robin's like, I'm fine. Like what what's wrong? He didn't realize that. Like his coach was seeing that he wasn't in the eight. <laughs> um, so healthy, healthy scratch for him, thankfully. Uh, so he'll come back fresh. That would have um, been scary, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, to send the guy away, um, to, to miss a big piece like that, and then to have him just not show up in the in the 11 is. Yeah, I wish they would have known that that's what a, they wanted right? us to do. Yeah. We could have used yeah. him yesterday, you know? Yeah. 20 oh, well. minutes, that would have been fine. <laughs> Yeah. 
well, regardless, um, you know, International Weekend is over. We can all say thank you for that. <laughs> um, we can go back to our regular schedule shenanigans. Um, of course, for the loons, that means um, um, writing fan fiction uh, or asking ChatGPT to come up with different scenarios as to why how why Reynoso does not come back and just overall figure out a way that this team is. What we can say is um, they're playing. They're playing hard. And at one point, uh, we'll see the debut of the new signed player, um, a 20-year-old um, <clears throat> a Korean player who was in for like last time members they announced they announced it i mean zeller was at the at the presser um and was also touching the yeah. was it technite what what, what rock is yeah yeah it's technite yeah yeah so so well, i'm sure we'll be able to see i wasn't sure if they were clear to play yet but um i'm pretty sure we yeah. will see some some he some still needs issues, but... yeah i think we'll see him soon he still just needs to get his uh work visa um, which of course means traveling to another country in order to receive it. Uh, so he has to go to Canada to get that visa. Um, actually until this week, I didn't know that you can't receive your visa in the same country that you are getting the visa for. So that's why he has to, um, cross another border to get a, to get a visa to in order that's to awesome. play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's getting the full uh, North American tour um, in his first week here. But uh, yeah, so he's been like training on his own. He can't he can't work with the team until he has that. So um, I think we'll see him. Uh, I mean, it's not going to be this weekend against St. Louis, but I, I would think by uh, if not the Chicago game, he should be ready to go for the next home game which is three weeks away, something like that. So that would that be the 4.30 game? That might be. Ooh. Actually. That that would be interesting. You pull up the oh, calendar. I can't wait. I'm going to start working on my signs already. Um, <laughs> um, I didn't have a sign this week because Nubia confiscated my sign. So um, You lost your sign privileges. Huh? Yeah, I, I got sign. my sign privileges taken away for this game, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, and I didn't have time to come up with another sign. So, um, uh, but but the four thirty game, it's been allowed to make signs, so I shouldn't have an issue getting um, to security. And by security, I mean this house. Um, <laughs> by security, you mean your wife? Um, yeah, I think Becky the... G related signs are, are approved only. So. The next, sure the next on. one is Orlando at 730 mm-hmm. on April 15th. I think the one, the next one might be the 430. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, as always, thank you all for listening to the Minnesota football show. Thank you, Bridget, for always being there to um, correct everything I do wrong in this world. Uh, like that. Thanks to Corey <laughs> Streppel. Oh, sorry. Two-time Peabody award-winning Corey Schreiber yeah. for joining us and sharing us their stories. Um, hit us up on our social medias, Instagram, Twitter, MN Football, MN Football Show. Um, you guys know Patreon.com's backslash MN Football Show if you like what we are doing. Uh, for the two listeners um, in Texas and I think one in um, one in Kansas City, and that might have been my kid that one time. 
uh, that was visiting. Uh, <laughs> but, um, probably. Yeah. Probably. We will try to get these out as soon as we can as to we fix our technical errors. But overall, um, if you're listening, if you're listening to this as part of like a six hour digest, thank you for your patience. Yeah. <laughs> um, and enjoy the next two hours. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a good day. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> Bye.